Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favour and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. Welcome to episode 254 of the After Lodge podcast. I know that this YouTube stream Sounds is titled 255, but uh, we we had to throw one into the unnumbered archives. I'm sure we'll we'll get into that later. Um, it's all Scotty's fault. I didn't do it. And, uh, yeah. This is After Lodge Harlan. We've been off the air for a couple weeks and trying to get our feet back under us. It's been Joined as always by uh, Worshipless Producer Bruce. Good evening, everyone. Sir John the Man. Howdy doodly, kids. Scotty from the block. What's up, everybody? And hey, Tony, you know, the funniest thing happened to me uh, yes, yesterday. Yeah. I was in wait, a uh, Zoom court whoa, whoa, hearing. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You didn't introduce me. You introduced everybody else, and then you just no, no. went right into your sequiloe. Tony needs yeah. no no introduction. Oh, uh, gotcha. This, this is so important good. for you to know. Sequiloe. I was in I was in one of those Zoom court hearings with the brother that we all know and love, who also happens to be uh, be the the second level high court judge in the county, oh. um, the highest judge in the county, and. Uh, there was a guy, it came his his case got cold, and his camera pops on. He's driving his truck. Like what down the interstate. And the judge asked him, oh. Are you driving right now? And the guy looks down at the camera, still you can see the trees blowing by on the side of the interstate. And he's uh uh <laughs> Yes. The judge do you want to go to jail? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm pulling over. <laughs> so, for the record, for the record, I'm not driving right now. This is a green screen. Okay, got it. <laughs> Just like how they do in movies. Those zoom backgrounds is what it is. Yeah. Okay, that that makes sense. Complete with so the, the, so, so did, the, did, did the judge allow the case to proceed once she pulled to the side? Well, he, sort of. He did, except then the guy moved his camera and he's wearing like his his broken down t-shirt and his ball cap and the whole thing and judges you know like the dress code still applies just because we're virtual right and he berated the guy a little eventually he let him do it it was just an arraignment anyway so it's not like it was that big of a deal but what, what was that an arraignment for what was what was the actual <laughs> charge i don't even remember i was too busy giggling what, myself to death about it was for like some just Moving violation yeah. or, or was, a DWI or something. And he's no, I driving while on the phone. I would have remembered that. Like <laughs> the irony of that would have stuck with me. <laughs> uh, so it was just, it was just. Uh, I was. I guess on, I've seen got, it all now. We have a live listener who doesn't believe we're alive because he's texting me and he wants me to say monkey balls to prove that we're live. And just because that's kind of they know. fun to say. Say well, no. I mean, 
You say that all the time, so how does he know this isn't recording? I'm say, that's not even the top half of the most random things you've ever said, John. Oh, Lord, no. It's not even close. <laughs> Pretty sure if we did a, a dictionary search through the show, monkey balls would not be a negligible <laughs> blip on the chart. Yeah. So, talking, of, talking about that court hearing you had, uh, I was listening to uh, my conservative talk radio today, and there was a... Uh, always healthy. Always healthy. Yes. And uh, there was a uh, guy on there talking about how there's some guy that just got fired because he had a Zoom meeting going on. He stood up to go do something. He thought he turned his camera off and come to find out not only did he not have pants on, he was totally birthday, birthday suit below the waist. And so he stood up and basically waved his penis at all of his coworkers, which which uh, evidently is an HR violation. Evidently, and, uh, <laughs> can't confirm. Was that guy you, Tony? No, no, no. But this no. was this really happened, and the guy ended up getting fired over it. And there was a big court. They're, they're supposed to be going through the courts now. And the and the thing is, if a guy is working from home with all this COVID and stuff right now, do the same rules apply? Yes. And basically, the HR attorney on there said, "Yes, yes. you are working from home. I mean, he's that getting is, that paid is your workplace. The yes. same. Yeah. It's not like he's seeing a forty percent reduction in pay to do right. to wear forty percent less clothes or something. I mean, the, the employee handbook is still put some, put some pants on. Sorry, right? So, but his his whole defense was, I thought I turned my camera off. So that." Your yes, Honor, I swear, I thought she was 18. If I'm driving in the course of my job and I run over somebody, I can't just say, I'm sorry, I thought they were on the sidewalk. Yeah. Yeah, well, to be fair, when I was a cop, you don't know how many people I busted. And they, hey, what's this? Oh, these aren't my pants. It worked. <laughs> it worked. It worked. Like I heard that, too. And apparently it worked in some court case somewhere where they said that these weren't my pants and they got away with whatever it was. You convinced That's the, why they say it, yeah. Convinced like the jury he's reasonable doubt. Right. Reasonable doubt. That's all you need. But uh, yeah. Right. So that CNN guy got caught whacking it on his camera. Yeah, that's the, I thought that was a, the uh, story Tony was actually telling was right. The, the journalist who was roughing up the suspect on the camera. <laughs> now, I, <laughs> I heard it on the radio, so they may not have gave me the to- whole story. I just knew the guy was basically I was coworker seen his penis. So, well, that's no, all no, I, no, of course, no, if I'm my coworker, of course, if I'm a coworker seen my penis, I, it would probably do for a promotion. So. Y'all yeah. are naming just a few multitude of reasons I have on the list of why I still don't have a camera, by the way. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> Bruce, do you have pants on right now? Wouldn't you well, like I said? I would I would say you're 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 smarter than you look, Bruce, but as all of our audience knows, you're just a big gray cube with a big B in the middle of it. So hmm. well, that's better than my, than my than that circle. Google picture I had for like three years on here. Oh, oh, the, the picture, one, yeah. The picture from Tony's Halloween party, which is uh-huh. another thing that we're we're all gonna miss sorely this year. What? You're not doing the Halloween party this year? Come on, everybody wear masks anyway. It'll be all right. Nah, I, no. If I had a Halloween party, we're not having those stupid masks. Everybody knows that that mask doesn't do a thing for you. I mean, 
Uh, the doctors all say, everybody said, Fossey's went back and forth on the mask. So, no, we're not having a Halloween party this year. And it has nothing to do with COVID. It's basically because I didn't want to clean the garage. We're going to get canceled. <laughs> hmm. That's, that's, where I'd go that's true. I've forgotten about that part of our annual ritual where Tony disappears from Lodge the two meetings before Halloween because he spends his Saturdays cleaning up the garage. <laughs> yep. And then it takes it takes about a month afterwards taking all that crap back down too and picking up the one year uh, I don't know if you remember this or not but the city councilman was humping the stand up mannequin witch and tore her head off I don't you remember that yeah I've yeah I've that's all that. that. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah you elites and your weird rituals Bohemian Grove and all that it's the Tony Tony's well it's actually. Tony's wife's Halloween party is the uh, is the event of of our town. Well, I can't say our. Can I still say our town? Is it still my town? It's not your yeah. town anymore. I mean, you it's still you, it, it, you belong at the called, party. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, that big fair we do is uh, is I guess second on the list of biggest events in town. Also, that's your lodge, so it's still your town. Yeah, yeah. Tony's that's Halloween it. party is uh, that's where it's at. And, it's fine when the noise complaints come into City Hall and the one you move to. So, yeah. Well, I appreciate you saying that, Harlan. Every year, I always, every year, I have a fear, and this is true. I, this is from my childhood that I'm going to throw a party and nobody's going to show up. And, and I'm being honest there. Do any of y'all ever have that fear that you're going to invite a bunch of people over? And then no, there's only going to be like one person that sh- you would you would rather nobody show up. But there's always like that one person that does show up, and now it's just awkward. Tony, that's why Harlan and I just never throw parties well, in the first place. I was going to say, I'm, nobody I'm can show up to a party me. you don't have. It doesn't yeah. scare me because that's the story of like every event I ever put together. That's that's like my whole life. I got over that fear when I was eight. <laughs> Tony, I'll, I'll make you feel a little better. I've actually kind of been in that position, but it wasn't a party. It uh-huh. was the, it, it was the internment of somebody's urn a year after they died. It was finally being put into a columbarium at a at a cemetery. Wow, two people. Well, well four. Technically oh four. wow! I mean, I've wow. I've done a Masonic funeral with three guys. That was that was a dark dark moment in our our history. Yeah, those are some very awkward moments. Those are all awkward type moments, you know. So. Wait, how many is a good number for a Masonic funeral around these parts? I know three isn't. 7,000. Depends on how many members you have in your lodge. If your lodge is like ours and you have 100 guys on the books, three guys showing up to a funeral is never acceptable. Ever. For yeah, anybody. But to be fair, I, I got my buddy up here who is my buddy Sean Gardner, who I'm, I'll name drop him. He's a great cat. I hope to have him on the show. His mother lodge is my former lodge where I was the master, and they've right now got like 20 people on the lodge roster. But if he were to tip over dead, there'd be like 5,000 people at his funeral because it's he, everybody knows him and he's in everything. So I think it's, I don't think you can measure it by how many people are in the lodge. It's the character of the person it taken in conjunction with the character of the people that took the time to show up. I think what Harlan's saying is that like the people in the lodge should establish a baseline minimum. Yeah. It should be yeah. that and up. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like there's a there's just a, a bare minimum. If you were a guy who 
just paid his dues and never stepped foot in his lodge again. Nobody even knew you were a Mason except your lodge secretary. There's, there's a, there's a minimum that, that your lodge should be comfortable having there or just not doing it. And we've, we've struggled over the years with that. It's a function of our having a, a younger lodge with a lot of guys who, you know, work and have families. Dude, that's, and, why we, that's why we formed. So, yeah. Here you go, Harlan. Eh. Uh, here, here, here's why Grand Command reformed an honor guard in Minnesota. So we can cover that kind of thing. If if there's a, a body that's too small, there's seven guys that will come do it. That's with, cool. my, with my weight, I may need to join that commandery because I may need you know 12 or 14 guys to carry my casket. So um, they'll get a dolly uh, don't worry about it <laughs> hey uh, on the flip side of what you were just saying though as far as the people you know a guy well known in the lodge here's one thing that i always have a fear of you have a guy that's very active in the lodge he's active in the lodge for 20 years 30 years as he gets older maybe he's not as active the people he was active with start to die off maybe the guy goes to the nursing home he's been there for 20 years, all of his buddies are gone. The new members of the lodge don't know the guy. When the guy dies, three people show up. But this was truly a guy that was active for 20, 30 years, but no no current members know the guy. I say, yeah, that's why I say do the do the funeral, even if you have three guys only. You know, well, do it. Do it's it. It's not just that. That's why the lodge that we've been trying to push at our lodge forever, that funerals aren't optional events. Right. No. When a member of our lodge dies, you show up unless you got a damn good reason you can't be there. Like, you know, I'm actually working or it's my daughter's birthday party or <clears> something. Yeah. A or, wedding. Or, or you're the guy in the box. Those or are you're the, the guy in the box. Great. The I just didn't feel like it. Okay, that's great. But we, we have a hundred members. It's not yeah, like there's a funeral every week. What do we lose? A couple couple guys a year on average? Right. Like it's well, unless it's Bruce's year, and we had we lost yeah. like twelve that year. That was, <laughs> everybody was scared to come to Lodge Bruce's year. Uh, that one was see, a little rough. See, my my year in twenty eighteen, we had guys from a whole other lodge that I really didn't even get a chance to know. So I was going to funerals as master for guys I didn't know, but you know, as master, I showed up when I could. You know, I at the time my daughter was what two. And she was sick off and on all that year, so I was there as often as I could. I think I maybe missed two funerals out of like look, six. I kind of look at it as like military or whatever. You've got a fallen brother. You've got a you've got a master mason right. brother that's down. If you are able to, even if you didn't know the guy and it's a neighboring lodge, if you can go, you should go there to show your solidarity and your support. So, and it, it should almost be like you have to be there for your master mason degree. And funerals are another thing that you should be at. That's that's your you're paying your final respects. So. Right. And, and yeah, I maybe we, we just need to keep tweaking that. It, it has been getting better, uh, especially since we implemented the some of our other, you know, guilt tripping systems to get guys there. But ah, it, it's not childhood. every Masonic funeral, it's just your lodge. Like it's it's yeah. if a guy from your lodge dies, you you need to be there. That's yeah. yeah. But but the thing is, you have to look at it. It doesn't have to be just the members of that lodge. It, right. Again, like what we did with the honor guard, you establish a unit that is there to 
to to go out and help and at least give those final respects to the departed brethren or the departed Sir Knight. So you set up a standing, I mean, if it's in your district, if it's with two, three lodges, if it's an ad hoc thing, you set up a funeral detail or a, a, a funeral lodge. And anytime there's a need, those guys go. Unless, I mean, and you can depend on That's awesome. Yeah, I think if we if I went to every funeral that was in this area or even thought I could, I would be at a funeral every week. Every night of the week. It's crazy because we're in a larger city in Pennsylvania. So uh, it's kind of – oh, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean there's, there was a situation too uh, back before my lodges merged, uh, my – original lodge we had a guy that um he was diagnosed he had term he was diagnosed with terminal cancer i don't know what kind and um the master at the time and the secretary went and visited him and gave him uh his anniversary pin and he said i'd love to come to lodge but i can't drive i'm you know he can't drive at night and all this so our secretary uh half sack was actually picking him up on the way and bringing him he had never gotten his master mason proficiency. He had never sit in an officer chair, but he wanted more than anything to sit in an officer chair. So we made him, uh, I think, junior steward because our steward chairs were always empty. Usually, like someone was picking up food, right? Um, and he died in that, like maybe three months later after that. His family said that they didn't want a Masonic funeral because they didn't want him going to lodge because um, apparently they thought we were like devil worshipers or something. So there was legit conversation about going to the grave, the grave site after all the services were over and us just going and doing it anyway. Because, because he was a good man. Like he really wanted to, he wanted to be there. He was at every single meeting that he could be at. And then, um, after his one, I know he didn't come to one because uh, Halfsack told me that he had just had a chemo treatment and it was just too rough on him. But, um, you know, he would stand up each and every time we needed to stand up. And he was a dying man, but he he did everything that he wanted to do there. And, and I tell you what, man, when we put those uh, those jewels and apron on, brought, he, he was crying like he was like in tears of happiness. But still, uh you know that's so, a, that's, I mean, a, that's, like, that's, it, it, that's look, a good I, conversation I a, to have. Go ahead. Uh, if the if the if the brother wants a Masonic funeral, and you know we you know that brother pretty well, but his family doesn't want it. You said you were thinking about doing it anyway, Scotty. Well, we were going to do it anyway. Um, and half sack, I think. I think if I remember the conversation correctly, half sack was kind of talking us out of it because he's like, well. His daughter, blah 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 blah. Um, but like a majority of the lodge was like, no, let's go down there. Um, yeah. But we kind of got talked out of it a little bit because we were just like, well, it's the family's wishes. But we did actually have, uh, and normally um, we only do a moment of silence in lodge for a past master or somebody uh, like that. But um, but for him, we actually did a, a very extended moment of silence uh for him and it was uh it's a lot of these guys especially like half sack he doesn't get like emotional often and when, but when he does it's like 
it just gets you too. It just happens. Well, he's a very so we we dude. had this Yo, right, yeah. similar circumstance a few years back, except we uh we actually did slip out to the cemetery and and uh and, and do the I mean, look, if, if if you know, or at least you have reason to believe that's what the brother wanted, then you owe it to him. Yeah. It, it should be his decision, not his wife's. We waited till everyone was gone. We didn't, like, you know, crash the funeral. Once well, everyone was gone, to do it. public cemetery, <laughs> nobody was around. We showed up on a Saturday before Lodge, and everybody gathered there. We, we did the funeral service, then drove to Lodge. That's, that's exactly how you do that is you, okay, great. The services are when, okay. And then you find out and then an hour or two later, you let every other brother know that wants to be there or that can be there, that we're going to do it post facto after the actual dropping of the casket. And I think it's not only is it as equally as valid, it shows the additional effort. And I think a departed brother would really appreciate that. Yeah. And at that point, the family doesn't have buckets to say because, and I hate to be blunt, they left them. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I can't remember exactly all of the uh, particulars on why we just didn't, we decided against it, but the conversation came up. Um, especially when you got oh, a guy. Oh. We get it. Like we we got our our collective arses reamed when some of our our brothers found out we did it. Um, there was there was definite unhappiness. Reamed is like not even a strong enough word. Like some of the some of them were disappointed. I, I've actually come to the realization: okay, forgiveness all, is better I, than permission. I names, but I want to know who was disappointed and who did the reaming from a, like a status. Stanford. So the the patron of our lodge uh, personally gave me the 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 what for, and I I don't think I felt the way I felt after that conversation since you know when you were six and your grandfather told you you weren't good for nothing like it's ugh. wait 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 patron is in like Captain America uh, well our lodge's version of Captain America yeah. The the late version, if I if it's the guy I'm thinking of. No, no, no. Lodge? It's uh, it's just the guy from our lodge. Uh, Baseball bat cane. Fair enough. But if it's there were one couple, of those guys, yeah, like our lodge has a very small handful of those guys. He's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, but at the I, same time, it's the because every lodge has that guy that's that the the Yoda of the lodge mm-hmm. and the patron lodge, and you don't want to piss him off. But at the same time. It wasn't his funeral, and it wasn't he wasn't the family, but the brother that departed wanted that. So I don't give a I'm sorry, I don't give a shit if you're the grandmaster. If the brother departed brother wanted that, you can show up with a purple apron on, and then you can go sit in the back of the bus. Well, I don't. I mean, what what was his biggest issue with it, Harlan? Uh, Well, it was because the the widow didn't want didn't want us there or around or to have anything to do with the process. And we knew that and chose to do it anyway. And our late brother and his widow were also close personal friends and neighbors of said patron of the lodge. So, but then that guy should understand because as the departed, as a brother said, I want this. Was that clear? The the patron is now, 
the patron is now duty bound by his oath to make sure that the departed brother gets it despite the wishes of the widow and it can be after the after all the family stuff yeah it, well i mean they they still have no idea that we were there unless he told them like it's not like it was something we did with a lot of fanfare right we didn't we didn't actually do a we we didn't write it down i don't think we took minutes on it or anything or considered it a a large function we just happened to be a group of guys that joined together. We just happened to be wearing aprons, and we just happened to say a few words around the grave. So There you go. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Harlan, I also received that same reaming, and I felt so small. But I'll tell you what, I know that this guy, before he left Lodge, and he ended up getting out, uh, all high, uh, Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's and, and some different stuff. So he had been out of the Lodge for a little bit. But he was a faithful member. He was an officer's chair. He was always there. And me and him he was had talked. For like 30 years. Yeah. Me and him had talked in the past. And I knew he wanted him to stop. If nobody else had showed up, I'm sure me and Harlan and a few others, we were going to be there no matter what. <laughs> so, because we well, knew he wanted it. Was, it. Yeah. We did it graveside, which that was the first time I had seen a graveside service from our jurisdiction. And then one of the takeaways I, I left with was why aren't we doing all of our funerals like this? I, I thought it was one of the most more touching. Ritual. I thought it was a much more hurt touching service than I, yeah. than I normally see. I thought myself, of course I knew the guy, we were close, all of us, we were there. We were, we were truly there as a Masonic family. It just felt closeness, you know? Well, well I'll tell you what guys, speaking of funerals, I actually got to see a military funeral for the first time a couple oh, weeks sorry. ago. Yeah, my wife's uh, uncle passed away. He was a good guy. Did I talk about it on the last show? I think I did. But a little bit. Yep. Did I talk about seeing the funeral? Mm-hmm. Then never mind. Oh, well, I mean, you got Scotty. Did they do the whole cap, uh, capsaicin horse and the empty boots? Cat, I don't know about. I didn't, you, you I didn't know it. It's, it's a horse pulling a cart with empty boots oh. in the stirrups. No, they didn't do that. Um, okay. But you know, they did do the twenty-one gun salute. You know, I actually looked up why they do the 21-gun salute. Did you guys know that? Know why? 21-rifle salute, because I learned the hard way a 21-gun salute is cannons. Yeah. Well, you, you, know, I, you know, I'm a layman when it comes to that. So I actually looked it up. Harlan, do you know what it is since you went to a military-style uh, school at one point? I've heard different things. I, I don't actually know the official story right off. Who's breathing into the mic? It's not me. I'm holding my breath because no. I was afraid it was me. <laughs> Ain't me. I don't have a mic on. Uh, if it was me, I've adjusted my mic. So okay. I blame, I blame uh, Scott. It, yeah, well, what? what me? Um, so basically, the the reason why the, that they do it comes from the Navy, which you're saying cannons. Um, basically, once a ceasefire was called and... Uh, to show that a ship was no longer a threat to the then former enemy, that ship would fire all of their ammunition into the ocean. And since they had seven guns, uh, usually or seven cannons on the ship, usually that's where you get the number seven from. You're talking um, about a three volley salute. That's a different thing than a twenty-one gun salute. You're talking about seven times three for twenty-one shots. That's a three volley salute. Well, that's what they did. They, they, that's what when the, the military the members there, actually uses 21 guns. 
Well, that's not what the military, like the chaplain, told me it was. Like, that's what they did there. He said, then "Yeah, that's." He that's, probably that's, thought you were talking about the other thing. Oh well, but, I don't know those. But yeah, it's uh, it was interesting, and I would see. I, I met brothers there that I, and that were happened to be in uniform, and um, uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, especially if a brother or you know a military member, what whatever, uh, anybody who passes away that um, has earned a specific sort of burial right, a man only gets one funeral, and if you can be there, be there. Um, you know, like my biggest situation is not being at funerals is that they happen on like a Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon uh, evening. And my wife works a second job and I've got a four year old. I, I can't take her to a funeral home and stand up there with, you know, white gloves on and, and a white apron. It's just. I know that we're actually recording this on the week before Halloween. And so we're t and so it would be fitting that we talk about caskets and funerals and all that but this, this show's not going to be posted till right before easter so we probably should be talking we'll about easter next halloween things. yeah so. I, I think we're on track for halloween 21 uh i gotcha on the, the halloween spooky vibe i uh you know the never-ending journey that is uh my ongoing relationship with my exterminator <laughs> um he came back this week uh on monday and I'm down here in my office, and he's going around doing his spraying, checking things. And they have those little sticky traps they use to catch the catch the bugs, namely the spiders, looking for John's you know favorite fiddlebacks. So uh, I'm I'm here at my desk working, and over here is is the the closet under the stairs where uh, where the hot water heater is, and that's always a place you want to have one of those traps. So he's over there checking that one. And uh, the good news about that trap, John, is there's never been a single single brown recluse caught in my basement where I work, so that's all good. Well, Harlan... Just for you sleep. Safest room of the house. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Harlan, what was caught in that trap that you're about to tell us? Well, that's... Um, so he pulls it out, and then he says, oh, shit! Throws it down. <laughs> and then he picks it back up again, and then he's like, hey, come here. And he's like, don't don't tell your wife. He shows me the sticky trap, and sticking out of this sticky trap are uh, two ringnecks, the huh? snakes, the the ringneck. I think they're a type of gardener snake. Yeah, they were babies, so they're both only you know maybe six inches what long or whatever. Yeah. No, they're they were they were like six to eight inches. They're not tiny, like they were, no. but they were baby snakes. Clearly, they're not full size snakes. And there's two of them, and they were stuck in the trap, you know, rigor mortis and stiff, and look like they had been trying to pull away. Shit, and maybe snakes eat spiders. They do. Well, yeah. those, those will, because they're not they're not venomous snakes. They're like they're garden variety, but they eat bugs. Well, and that's what he was saying was the they were little ones, and fortunately, snakes don't tend their young, so. We weren't worried that Mama's anywhere nearby. She probably laid the eggs out in one of these rock piles or something by the garage and they came in through the garage looking looking for a meal and then saw the saw the bugs in the trap and thought well this will be tasty and then it was all well then it was all over because they're stuck um Good so now my uh now my garage smells like cinnamon uh because we've done a snake repellent 
treatment and that stuff is this overpowering stench of festive. It smells like Christmas. Yeah. Um, I like that kind of smell. Yeah, except when it's in your garage, it's kind of weird because it's mixed with motor oil and like <laughs> unclean engine grease and cookies. Mm. Yeah, it's um, every time I open the garage door, it just wafts in. It's it's and this was on Monday, and it's still just. He said it would fade, but I'd uh, rather have the spiders. Harlan, here's an idea, and I know it's going to sound crazy. Hear me out. Have you considered Ooh. adding more small snakes to your house? I just thought about moving, but you know. have you considered a different house? Snakes are friendly. Uh, so Pete was friendly, sort even of. though I haven't, I didn't see him all year this year. But uh, yeah, the the milk snake that was, uh, you know, in my garage when I first got here, that little guy I still see. Well, I saw him last year all the time. I haven't seen him this year. Oh, was that Lawn the mower got him checking you out while you're working on your car? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. friendly. He was just looking to you know cuddle up. He was probably cold. Um. Sounds like you had less problems at your other house. I I did. Thank Harlan. He could survive in a house absolutely infested with poisonous spiders. See? Yes. Yes. Much like the same way I could could survive in a house that's infested by bourbon and donuts. Because I'm surrounded by my food. (laughs) Poorly? Former cops. I could not survive in a house filled with bourbon and donuts. So of course my my wife figured this out eventually um, when she started to inquire what the what the garage treatment was about because that was new. And, uh, <laughs> turns out she was not nearly as alarmed as I as I expected her to be. Um, oh, I, okay. I guess because she didn't see them and she just heard about it. Maybe I didn't take pictures this time and send them to her like I did with with Pete in the garage. Most <laughs> wives appreciate at least one type of snake. So, don't yeah. y'all find that fitting though? Remember, remember way back about ten months ago at the beginning of two twenty twenty, everybody was so oh this is going to be such a great year, uh, you know because I think Fourth of July falls on a Saturday and all these different things can be worse than uh, Halloween's going to yeah Halloween's going to fall on a Saturday and there's going to be a full moon on Halloween first time since nineteen forty four and you know we're we're doing all this stuff. So the snake thing is actually kind of fitting because what 2020 has turned into between the COVID-19, the murder hornets, the multiple hurricanes, and not just you, Harley. Oh, yeah, Bernie. I'm talking. There's a yeah, lot of I, things I, you're leaving I, out, Tony. Exactly. Well, I've talked to a lot of people that said the year. snake problem. The snake problem has been really bad. I've killed three or four in my subdivision uh, home. Uh, not in my home, but around the house and stuff this year. I'm like, where are all these damn snakes coming from? So it's like we've had an infestation. We've had something going on every freaking month. We're on level 10 of Jumanji right now. So, Well, I I thought maybe that's what it is. Is it's because it's 2020, everyone's the bar on what's worth your stress and attention has just raised so high. That it's like, oh, my house is infested with snakes. That's that's cool. I'm going to go watch The Governor now. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. One thing that I do find kind of annoying is everyone's bitching about the year, but then they're like, come on, 2021. I'm like, dude, do you think no. it's going to get any better? Like, just, just embrace the suck and let's get through it. Here, here's what's going to well, happen. 2021 is going to put on a new running shoe and then kick you in the other nut. There you go. <laughs> that's... That's, well, that's we're, all, we're also happens. having, 
we're also having the earliest ice storms out west in the Midwest right now in Oklahoma, Kansas, and all that. Should help us. And snake. the ice storm is they have came oh exactly gets rid of the snakes, but they've came in before the leaves have dropped the trees. So it's making all the trees extra heavy with all this weight of the ice and stuff on them. And so now that we, now we've got widowmaker branches hanging up there that's going to be <laughs> killing people in November. So yeah, widowmakers. Yep. Speaking of, I've, I've heard the uh, hurricane names. We've had so many of them. They've run through the alphabet twice now and are having to start again for the third time for the first time in I don't know how many years. Hmm. I'm heading back from North Carolina, and I'm you know to Z. Look, man, it's the main They got this Project Harp. Okay, and what they do is they send radio waves into the atmosphere, and it controls the weather. The Masons control the weather. That's what all the funds for the pancake breakfast go to. The Project Heartman. Google it. This so Tony, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're admitting on a public forum that you are currently crossing state lines against the governor's orders. Uh, you, don't know where I, you don't know what state line I'm crossing. <laughs> Actually, North Carolina, it, it's weird. You, you listen to the news and you hear about how bad some place. When you go to North Carolina, their own news is literally saying, we're all going to die right now. <laughs> listen to it. I'm thinking, what am I doing here? Uh, Harlan, I we're know you're going to go to Florida next, Tony? You gonna, gonna I know you heard Tony's you disclaimer know, that everything behind him is a green screen and he's not actually <laughs> anywhere that it looks like he is, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, as a matter of fact, Tarlin, I am going to Florida next week. <laughs> great. Just great. Make sure you say hi to Florida, man. Uh, we're all going to die. So, uh, eventually. You know, you the, guys, the election's next on November 3rd. Come November 4th, this virus is going away, so yeah. I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. My dad and my, my grandmother have a $5 bet that the that the virus will go away after the election, and she called me to, t- to complain about it because she's, like, self-isolating because she had lung cancer and everything. So uh, she goes, I'm going to get my $5. I said, Grandma, do you not understand what you just did? The virus will go away at some point after the election. Maybe not this one, but the next couple. No, it's never going away. Right, that's my point. It's like right. No, what we mean is after the election life can go back to normal because there's the virus will still be here. It'll still be killing people. Probably lots more people than it has so far, but it just won't be in your face every single news story and we'll we'll go back to work and life will resume. That's, no, because what's replace it? I feel like if it continues to be two hundred thousand plus people, well then we'll continue to hear about it. Mark Mark my words, on who November wins. 7th, what's going to happen is the coronavirus, well, you said it's not going to be the lead story. The lead story in all the news channels at that point are gonna, is going to be, who do you think is going to run for president in 2024? Because that's exactly what they do every four years. <laughs> yeah. Mark my words, it's going to be to maybe November 7th. If it's later than that, I'll buy everybody a sombrero. Well, that's assuming that the election's over by then. I've got this whole oh, nightmare scenario because of all the stuff we did with non-absentee mail-in and early voting. And it's going to be, it's just going to be day after day of, oh, we found a bunch of new ballots and now, now they're shifting this way. And then, oh, now we're shifting that now way. Now Kanye won. What the hell? Yeah. And like <laughs> December, wait, 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 December wait. 10th, we're going to be like, oh, we found 600,000 new ballots in this critical swing state. And you guys... 
you eighty percent of them are for this guy. We may joke about Kanye, but he was throwing some hot lava. Like it was on Twitter. Like Jennifer Aniston posted, said, "It's not funny, you guys. You shouldn't vote for Kanye." And then Kanye responds and says, "Yeah, Friends wasn't funny either. Vote for me." Yeah, I don't appreciate Kanye's butting in and getting more attention than you know the lady that's actually on the ballot in all fifty states. But whatever, more power yeah. to him. Anybody yeah. who's not an R or D, hey, good with me. Hey, before we leave the virus talk, because now you're going into election talk. But before we leave, I, I do have a question. All you guys What's are pretty much same? history. All you, all you guys are pretty much history buffs. What? How did the nineteen twelve or seventeen or whatever it was? Yep. How did that Spanish flu epidemic end? Because they didn't come up with the vaccine, did they? I mean, how did that? Everybody was dying from the Spanish. Everybody flu. It caught really it. Bad. A bunch of people died. Some people yeah. they moved how, on. But I'm serious. How did that actually? How did they actually come out of that pandemic? They, they didn't. I, I just it, told it, you. Bruce said, like people yeah, who were going to catch it and wrote? die caught it and died, and the ones that were going to catch it and not die caught it and didn't die there wasn't really even quarantining back then like that wasn't a they did wear masks there's a picture at a big sporting event that is local around here that involves bets okay and and there's a picture of everybody wearing masks they did but also what happened was the government was doing the exact opposite of what it's doing now and instead of trying to overplay it for political reasons they were underplaying it for political reasons and pretending that everything's fine and there's nothing to worry about, we got a war to win. Is, and is, we need isn't that what our cover, current government is doing right now? Well, our current—it depends on which arm of the government you're talking about. The president, but, Harlan, the president but, yeah, of the United States of America. The he's downplaying it, but, but in 2020, the government consists of the president, the legislature, and the media. I believe yeah. I've seen the president unroll a big banner that's to, yeah. that, that proclaimed victory. Is that a big ship or something somewhere? Was a... Yeah, no, the, the, the that was about COVID, answer, right? Yeah. Tony, the barnyard answer, Cliff Notes, mission accomplished. Uh, answer to your question would be: um, so uh, the Spanish flu happened. Uh, Fitzgerald wrote *Great Gatsby*. Flappers, stock market crash, Nazis, God, I miss and that. common era. Gotcha. Flappers back. It's the twenties again. <laughs> Why aren't flappers coming back around? Because the twenties well, were awesome until that whole, you know, Herbert Hoover and the stock market taking a dump. And prohibition. So, so basically everybody yeah, yeah. that died died, and then everybody else that got it got it. And so herd immunity kind of kicked in. Is that what you're saying? Or more or less, yeah. Okay. I mean, the virus mutated, and I'm sure blue. Seasonal flu is still some variant of that in some cases. There's there's whole like science groups that do genetic tracing on each strain of the flu virus they can capture. And I'm pretty sure there's still some today that, that have that ancestry with what we call the Spanish flu. Okay. My, so like uh, COVID, it's never going away. We're we're it's gonna be cold flu and COVID season every every winter for the rest of our lives. Here's my problem. Here's our dirty little secret of the business I'm in, because we sell a lot of people's home improvement projects, uh, that type of stuff, furnaces, water heaters, grills, backyard kitchens, all that type of stuff. Our business has literally went through the roof. So while everybody else is talking about the economy going bad and all that, I'm sitting here thinking, man, I'm going to die if I keep trying to go at this level. I mean, because we are we are 
just through the roof busy. But I can't tell anybody that because then it's like, hey, go COVID. You know? Yeah, but you're so, so you're basically like a Zoom employee. You're yeah, exactly you're one of the executives at Zoom. That's like, oh, this is a this is a tragedy, and I hope everything gets Do, back to normal. Doty, Doty. Unrelated, it's the greatest year we've ever had. I, know. Yeah. I, I, I live in Minnesota, but I'm a Detroit Lions fan, so it's okay to cheer for like bad things. <laughs> How bad though, John? Oh, well, you know, this is why we drink. I get to work from home now. I've always I'm wanted to work from home because of Sanders, and I won't give up. Well, a lot of a lot of times though, when we're explaining something that's bad, we'll say that was really bad. We say how bad was it? We say it was Detroit Lions bad, and that just kind of <laughs> that 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 ends the argument. <laughs> yeah, I was just telling uh, my wife the other day, like she she was like, "Do you think they're going to let you work from home permanently?" And like literally today, they had me come in and like get all my stuff, uh, my personal stuff, because they're talking about getting rid of the building we we're working in, like. I hate that COVID happened, but I love the fact that it allowed me to work from home and, and my employer can see that, hey, I can do my job from home. Now, I know, Harling, you don't like it. Bruce can't do it. Tony can't do it. John, do you like I wouldn't it? want to. I would get super fat and die if I had to stay here all day, yep. every day. Which is, so, no, I need to be out walking so and much. delivering milk. Bruce, wouldn't that be hard for and you I'm, to like, do? I'm, I'm already that that far. dead, so like, it, it wouldn't take long. You couldn't throw you couldn't throw the mail that far. I mean, right. you have to, there's some jobs that you just can't delivery. do from home. It's 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 just like that. Uh, y'all remember that uh, Paperboy video game on the original yeah. NES where he just yeah. threw the paper and broke windows and cars and shit. That's pretty much what it's like. Hey, hey, Bruce. While we're talking about the postal service, uh, yeah. seriously, what's your you take were, by on? the way? I was talking about milk. Oh, what what what's your take on all these ballots that are getting lost and, and these postal workers kind of going off the deep end? I don't know if is it as big a story as they're making it out. I'm thinking it's one or two rogues or temp helpers or whatever. Well, that you are say too busy. all these. I, I am like we're almost towards the end of the election season. I only know of one incident where it happened, and those were recovered and delivered that day. The guy was fired the next day. He is currently in jail awaiting federal charges. That's good. But it's, Tony's talking it's, about it's, all it's of really, the it's, it's not a thing that happens. Tony's talking about all the instances that you don't know about and haven't caught, and those mail carriers are still walking around. Yeah. All the ballot fraud and stuff like that with the mail-in ballots and how I mean, they're not going wait, to be delivered. Here's the thing, though. If somebody's going to throw away 100 ballots... Wait, like, hold on. One are, person? Are, are we talking about the ballot fraud that, that Postal Service employees supposedly do? Or are we talking about the ones where the political parties put out their own collection right. boxes? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Who so is, John, that's who is your more trusted source? <laughs> well, there's two, there's two things going on. One is I hear that they've thrown some ballots away, mail-in ballots and ditches. The second thing I hear is that this is regarding the Postal Service. The second thing I hear is that Postal service guys, women or whatever, will pick out the ballots of, uh, I'm not going to say, whatever the opposing party is. So if you're a Republican, right. you're going to pick out the Democrat or right, Democrat right, right. and pick I out the Republican. Conspiracy. And I'm thinking I, there's no How do they know, way, by the way? Because it doesn't yeah, say on the no outside of the ballot. Yeah. No, I don't know if you're throwing so, away your guy's ballot or not. You know? So if you were going to do this, you would you would do it based on where they came from, 
because you know which precincts are which color. Predominantly Republican no. or predominantly Well, yeah, but a mail route is going to be all within one precinct. But right. does it really matter? We have the Electoral College. I guess it does matter down ticket, right? Yeah. It or matters it. in states that aren't our state. Swing states. Swing like states. like our state is is so you have swing states and then you have Western Pennsylvania, Beautiful. which is it, it's not even like it's not even not swinging. It's just static. Like there's, yeah. there's a reason that that you don't all the all the Trump memorabilia you see around here. People bought that from his website. The campaign isn't distributing that stuff and plastering it all over the place. Right. It's you just know, a waste of resources. They ordered it directly from China so they could put it in their front yeah. yard. Right. Do, doing what you would know if somebody in, in Italy. Okay, so I grab a ballot out of somebody's mailbox if I were a not a milk carrier. And then I look and I see a, 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 a political sign in the yard. You might be able to connect those dots. But you know right. what? You might have that one neighbor that's an asshole that's doxing the rest of his neighbors because it's funny. I don't yeah. know that for sure. I can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> I just but, I, yeah, I, it, I can't fathom matter. the mindset of what kind of person who would risk his career to deny one random person a vote like what who who would do that probably get away with it for more than one because that one person he's going to be calling in and complaining well, you ever heard the phrase going postal if your boss gets a hundred <laughs> different calls from a hundred different people missing ballots you're gonna get caught. No, yeah. Bruce, it just can't happen. Well, my thing is, I keep hearing about all this conspiracy theory, and, I, and I'm thinking exactly well, the way you are, Bruce. Hold on, I, it's, it, turn off Alex. No way. Yeah, I thought no way. I thought these were completed ballots, like ones that were being sent back. Okay, again, uh, you can get a confirmation of that. They they but email I mean, you when they receive your ballot. Would, oh, do they? Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't do mail-in voting. Well, it, again, it, it depends on where you are, but at the least you can check that they have received it. I, I, am, God, I, they I, do voted the way, I voted the way it said to do it in the Bible, and I'm voting on the day of the election in person. Just yeah, we voted did it. in person, but we did vote early. You we both, brother. Me and <laughs> like we he said in the Bible. Tony's showing up. Right. The, the, the American Bible. The American Bible. With a shafar. <laughs> And he's just going to sing it from the hills. You know what? I actually, I did go to a voting site yesterday. And then um, as I was walking out, there was this, it was really. That's a weird way to phrase that, Scott. What do you mean? I went to a voting site yesterday. So were you there to pick up chicks? What? What? Right. Like, did you vote? (laughs) No, no, no. Or did you just go to scope out people? What were you doing? I went to vote. He's one of those uh, election security volunteers. Voting site yesterday. Well, anyway. Well, it was at a hotel. So. It wasn't like at my normal place. Oh, so hotel. you did go to pick up. Chicken. It was. Was it the? Was it out by me? Sort of. This, the story be gets even up. better. I went to this voting site. It's actually I think a so. hotel. Are you sure that's not one of those fake ballot boxes you were at? So I, I, I went to vote, and I woke up in a bathtub full of ice with stitches in my back and my shirts. I had one kidney. I don't know what happened. Anyway, I was, I was, they did say my vote was received. That's right. And I got the wristband. Um, as I was walking out, though, there was this guy had to be in maybe in his early 40s and he had looked looked to be his daughter with him. And as they were walking out, they didn't um, he, there was no mention of party or whatever. But the the um, the girl said to her dad, she says, is that it? He goes, yep. And she uh, she goes, 
Funny, your mom said the same thing when I was making you. Yeah. Well, hold on. I'm. You know, she said. Uh, she said. Well, that didn't take long. And he said. He said back to her. Well, uh, sweetheart, that's just your civic duty. You make your voice heard. As Americans, we go when we vote, and we make our voice heard. And that's that's just what you're supposed to do. Like it was a good talk between. Like there was no vitriol. There was no. Um, I can't. I can't with that. Uh, there was. Is the word you're looking for. There was none of that. It was just a good. You're welcome, Harlan. Uh, there was just a really good conversation from father to daughter as I was walking out of there, and it and it made me have a little bit more hope for humanity. That's all. Yeah, I think story over. My folks had the exact, almost the exact same type of conversation with me. They didn't try to push their their votes or anything, but it was you know, hey, this is what you do. This is how you stand up. Yeah. And- be heard as much as you can, but it's you should just do it because it's the right thing to do. That's it. I helped my grandparents get their absentee ballot to mail in, and like literally, I, I, I you know, I had it like mailed to their house and everything. And I could have, I could have like been the horrible grandson and had it mailed to me and fill it out for them and mail it in the way I want them to do it. But I literally looked at them. I said, "Grandma, Grandpa, I don't really care who you vote for. I just want to help you be to be able to vote. I, I would help you use your First Amendment to to speak your mind, and I would take Aww. you to go buy a gun too. I don't care what kind of gun. Just, <laughs> you know, uh, I t- I just told him. I said, "Look, we might disagree on politics, but like, it, it's going to piss me off if you can't vote, uh, even though." I know who you're voting for, and I may disagree. Yeah, my mother voted uh, absentee uh, mail-in ballot this year for the first time in her life. She voted a Democrat. God rest her soul. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> oh, good old Western Pennsylvania. Those are the other stories I hear about the absentee voting. You know. So, yeah. well, well you, should, you should see the new Project Veritas video they just put out today. What's that? The, I mean, project, I know what it is, but what? The video that they put out. Are they the guys that lean right or left? I get them confused. They just do exposés. Oh. All, yeah. But check, check it out, man. Like, they, they found this, uh, like, down in Texas, they were doing what, what they call ballot harvesting. You gotta go see the video. I'm not gonna sit here and give it verbatim because you can no, you can no, straw man what I'm saying. But go just check out their well, check what out is video. what is ballot harvesting? Is that like you wait and the crop comes in and you, gotta you sell, you sell you the ballots? Yeah. Well, you're not too far off. Like the kidney from the hotel thing John was talking about a minute ago. They go around saying that they're a resource. Yeah, so they go home to home and they they say that they're a resource, but really they're working for a particular campaign. Right, and they is this the one where they they actually bring ballots to people and have them fill it out right there, and they'll fill it out, and then she like she she even did this whole thing where like uh, I see you voted for this guy, you know, you said you wanted to do straight Democrat ticket. Now he's a Republican. Are you sure you want to do that? Like. (laughs) Let yeah. the people vote the way they want to vote. 
It is what it is. Like, even if it was the other way around, doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, in our county, Harlan got two votes for president as right in, so we'll see. Wait. <laughs> I wrote him in as my, uh, as my uh, city council member because my person has uh, ran unopposed for forever. Why are you guys writing me in? What well, happened to like Dizzle Fart and whatever the other qualified. things? Yeah, uh, I literally you, wrote in some of the spaces where I was like, "Anybody else?" Wasn't Jeff? <laughs> I don't wasn't think Jeff talking about guy. taking a swing at your uh, your state legislature seat. Who? Jeff. Jeff was on my on mine. Yeah, my city council. Well, he wasn't on there, but no, not uh, your 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 state legislature one. I guess he didn't follow through with that. Um, oh, I didn't see him on the ticket, so I don't know. He was talking to me about it, and then we haven't actually caught. That's how long. That's how long this is. Jeff, Jeff, where, right, big Jeff. Jeff, where are you? Meet, yeah, the, the meat doorway. Which, he, but yeah, I, I'm gonna bother him. I'm gonna call him like at like three o'clock in the morning when I'm half hammered. <laughs> Only half, because it's three well, in the morning. I'm gonna be coming down. To don't fully hammered don't be that guy. I when I was in high school, I made money around uh there's a big event that happens here um we're kind of world famous for it and um every year people come from out of town and when i was in high school i made some money uh being a designated driver for a van full of frat boy yahoos that came from out of state and uh it was good because you know i kept doing that on into college and then part of the deal was they'd slip me cash and a few cases of beer you know, at the end of the night, because how else was I going to get it, right? And, uh, but the thing that came from that is these guys would get drunk, and somehow I became Nelson. Like, that that's, they couldn't remember Harlan, <laughs> so I was just Nelson. And then after I quit doing this, yeah. when I turned 21, I could buy my own alcohol, and I had my own income, and it just really wasn't worth it anymore. All the way up until like two or three years ago, around that time of year, I would get drunk calls at like three in the morning, the week of that big event from some, and it was a different number every year, but it was the same guy. And he's Nelson. (laughs) 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 So it's like seven years later. And I guess these guys just, when they would get hammered, they'd remember that dumb kid that was shuttling them around. And so while they're waiting on their Uber, I'd get the drunk call. And, Nelson! We need we you. Need you. <laughs> Dude, that's irritating, but it's like kind of heartwarming at the same time. That'd be pretty awesome. Well, fun things. Yeah, Nelson got a big tip, though, didn't he? Nelson got paid very well for, uh, for a teenager um, and got a couple cases of beer, which is, you know. That's, that's <laughs> worth its weight in gold. Yeah, like at the time, what else was I doing, right? I, I was I was going to school and working my IT job. Like I, eh, whatever. There, I'll there drive this van around. There are two things that will gain you money faster than anything else before the age of about 22. Is one, if you have a case of beer and you're in high school and you sell it per can to your friends at a higher markup. Yep. Or two, if you're that one guy who can manage to sneak either a pack of smokes and a book of matches or a can of chew into a basic training unit in military oh, service, because I I can assure you, you can sell them for at least $30 a stick circa 1994. 
Yeah. I can't confirm or deny, but I can verify. Nope. You you can definitely do that. Uh, I watched I watched those transactions. That's still a thing. Um, I made five hundred bucks off of one pack of smokes. That's all I'm yeah. saying. I remember the stampede uh, right after the graduation parade. And the the companies dismissed, and like it seemed like half the company just darted up in the general direction of the post exchange. Like, and then there, I get up there because I finally went later, and they're all standing outside just chain smoking the, way the, the nine weeks of. They're grabbing the whole pack, just shoving it in their mouth, and lighting the other end on fire like hot box and twenty at a shot. Yes. Yes. Hey, uh, Harlan, Harlan, before I forget, I wanted to say something to you. We had a, a uh, we brought a couple new candidates in last last meeting. And uh, whenever, whenever you're reading that section, because we're talking about voting and stuff, whenever you're reading that one part or speaking that one part about being a peaceful citizen, you need to really watch your faceful face expressions because it always looks like, yeah, right. Is also, don't do the air quotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The air, the air quotes really. Harlan, do you look like the GW Bush where you're talking about nuclear war with a smile on your face? You have to kill people. Every time he brings it up, he talks about it. The eye roll comes out, the air quotes. We need you to be a peaceful yeah. citizen. Quiet and peaceable citizen. True to your government. Yeah. Wink, wink. Yeah, wink, yeah. wink. So I just I wanted to bring that up because it, it, uh, every time you do that, I I get does a big. This, does this also apply to to the um, to the installation ceremonies when I talk about paying proper homage to the civil magistrates? Is that yeah? Damn it, <laughs> Berlin. And Her- you gonna better have, hurry because you're going to lose half your audience. Another, now that we are not. Oh, it's a different key. God. Okay. All well, right. anyway, well, I'm gonna have to make another YouTube account because I was gonna talk to the dude who was talking to me earlier, but I only have my personal account. And Bruce, Bruce, I, what's the dude's name? Bruce, what's the dude's name? Hold on. Uh, Billy. Oh, shit, I, I already closed the window. Well, I Bruce, think we got Bruce, Howard. Howard Livingston. Bruce, where did you meet him at? Was it at the polling location or? No, it was on the. I just, okay, it was on the YouTube. It says we're back, but now it started over. I hope it's not overriding our stream. Oh God! No, it's it's not because this one is. So it, it did just start another video. Um, are you still in that chat with those guys? I'm in the old one, but the chat is disabled since it's not live anymore. Oh damn it! Okay, here's the new link in the chat and in the Slack. And uh, we will tape these two together. My apologies to our listeners for the... Uh, Would you mind uh, uh, posting that or copying it? Oh, you did. All right. Yep, it's in the Slack. And Hello. Jack. All right, and we're back. <laughs> remember what the last thing we said was. Uh, don't make me go... I don't want to go back onto Facebook and post this again. Well, maybe you don't have to. Uh, Brother Jamie found his way back, so I think I think it might tell oh, them. Jamie. Is, yeah, uh, it might. Is Howard back in here? Uh, I gotta get, no, I gotta well, give a shout out to Jamie. No, he, he, uh, no, it's just Jamie. Yeah, no, Jamie pings me on Facebook every once in a while. So, Brother Jamie, thanks for hanging in there. 
And uh, sorry, I, I, yeah. I'm the guy that answers all the requests and stuff. So if you want one of the smarter guys, you're kind of. Thanks for, thanks for being a, a, a super fan. No, I mean, you're not the word John said, because we're here and you're talking to us right now. Yeah. Got to figure out how to do those. Um, do those. What's that thing on YouTube where people dump a bunch of money to get their comment noticed? Because we have so many super chats. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get an unbroken stream first. <laughs> hey, you know what? I can I can super uh, chat into an empty while you're here. Please make sure to anywhere. please make sure to click the like button and subscribe so you can <laughs> yeah. find us later. And I think that it's probably a uh, cyber attack from the Knights of Columbus. They're trying to get us. They're shutting us down. That's true. One of them got the their AOL account the back on. You know, to be fair, a lot of YouTube streams are getting shut down a lot, even if they mention the word COVID. What? I don't. Yeah. I think I think that's a little. That's a little. Uh, what? What is your basis for this? I mean, absurd to me. It sounds absurd, but it's true. There's a, they ha- the algorithm to censor Shame. YouTube for. I mean, so what you're saying funny. is if, if what what you're saying is if somebody makes a porn tape and it accidentally gets leaked while you're having sex, you got to keep saying COVID, COVID, COVID. That way, YouTube won't pick it up. Well, well YouTube's not going to show a wiener anyway. At least they shouldn't, because you know they have algorithm algorithms. Hold on, that. let's test that theory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no, the uh, the. The artificial analysis. Yeah, on it, it's capable of some powerful things. Uh, YouTube has some very impressive detection stuff. It's comical when it gets it wrong, though, because there's not actually a person. It's not like Facebook, where there's just warehouses full of poor, low-wage people, twenty-four hours a day, clicking stuff. Uh, it's all it's all AI. I mean, it's pretty good, though. Like it's really yeah, good. That's true, but when it's not, it's funny. Yes, it, it messes up in ways that only a computer can. <laughs> Bruce, by the way, we we mentioned this a couple of shows ago, probably. Um, I crash course watched both seasons of American yes. Gods. In Talk about that. Oh my god, that show is brilliant, and right? I was right. I was I was almost dead on about uh, Mad Sweeney before I even watched the show. He's he's just phenomenal. That far off, it was I was this close because I thought he I I knew who. He Have was, you watched was, all the way? Like I don't I don't want to like he's he's got a pretty important episode in season two. Have you watched a three dollar? Uh, well, I fit, I uh, all of season one. The double bundle. Two. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Hey, Tony, you wanna you wanna mute while you're ordering your three dollar McDouble uh, diet bundle? coke, please. And your diet coke. <laughs> That'll be it. We're oh. talking about. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Yeah. I'm sorry. Is, is this not proper Zoom etiquette? No. Yeah, and now I'm hungry, this? jerk. I am kind of hungry. No, yeah. So I I I it took me about two and a half days. Like I binged it before. Last Wednesday when we would have recorded, yeah, and I didn't quite get the last episode in, so I'm kind of mm. glad we didn't because I took that time to watch it. For season so, two. so where you are right now at the end of season two, they're about two thirds of the way through the book. So I'm assuming 
it's going to be a three season thing and they're going to be done with it. But I guess they could maybe stretch it into four. Oh, God. Uh, I hope, should, I hope you should so. definitely read the book, though, John. It's I, I should, but seriously, have you seen the pictures I've shown of my library of the stuff I have to read? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I'll get there about 2045. Well, Tony, number four. Number four, honey. Bye, doll. Well, I'm, they told me to go to number Thanks, four, babe. but I got to do. I got to go all the way around to get there. Okay. Oh, so you're getting. I'm sorry. I, can't you? Are you at a Culver's? Can't you? No, I'm at a McDonald's. Can you? Can't you mute me when you don't want to hear? No, not, no, not this isn't this isn't and you, you, you're driving, so I can't grown ass man. my hands. No, he's trying to pilot a truck and eat French fries. Shove take your headset off and shove it in your crotch. That's the only way to save the show. <laughs> I just want uh, to say the word. Wait. Talking about are you describing urethral sounding with a with a microphone? <laughs> Dang. Yeah, it might be actually, but yeah, no, Bruce, that that was awesome. So, American Gods is is worth the watch. And uh, by the way, all right, I'll do it. No, so we the last time we recorded, I went because it was Prime Day on Amazon when we recorded, and so we'd already recorded. I'm already two highballs into bourbon, and I'm like looking through one bloodshot eye trying to figure out how to get my order in for stars before midnight and it's like about 11 45 so i'm like oh yeah bruce told me to do this <laughs> i'm lucky i didn't order i bet like you're glad you did all crates from china i, I honest to god we well we could have put after lodge stickers on them and made a kill and it would have been fine it's uh, yeah, well, that would require us actually doing stickers and stuff but i'm not going to monetize the podcast because i'm not that the, the guy well, I don't know. I feel I feel like if if you order a, a shipping crate of blow up dolls, we the, the game has already changed somehow. <laughs> At this point, we're trying to save, trying to save a brother. John, how brilliant was uh, Pablo Schreiber? Well, well, I just got stars, so I'll start watching it too. You take a look at John. Yeah. There's two John. things I will say about John. Yeah, go ahead, Pablo Schreiber. Dude, so amazing. Pablo Schreiber, and first of all, if you how perfect is that role for him? It's so well. First of all, okay. First of all, (laughs) it's a perfect role for him. However, let me be perfectly blunt, and I'm I don't want to be insulting to anybody, but an Irishman played. No one in the world can play that role better than him. No, there's nobody else that could have played it better. Absolutely none. Short of uh, Connor. McGregor? Yeah. And he would have just beat the shit out of everybody. <laughs> I couldn't see that now. That, that, Connor McGregor is literally the only guy who could play Mad Sweeney better. And you would have to, like, sedate him. Right. The funny part is, I, I the, Mad Sweeney, the brilliant character, but it's played by a guy named Pablo Schreiber. Yeah. I'm sorry, but and I don't mean to insult anybody. But when I hear Pablo Schreiber, I think of like, uh, like some sort of Mexican bar mitzvah. He nailed it, though. 
But he, he absolutely nailed it. But if you've ever seen 13 Hours and his role in there, you know damn well he's going to nail it because he's brilliant. Yeah. But the other problem, and I had to look him up on IMDb because I'm like, oh, God, they CGI'd him into a bunch of these, these scenes because he's enormous. Well, I didn't realize Pablo Schreiber is literally six and a half feet tall. Wow. The dude's a titan. I mean, he's huge. The only guy in the show that's bigger than him is the guy that plays the uh, secondary character of uh, Dakota Trickster. And unfortunately, I don't remember. I remember Yokate, uh, uh, the, the spider trickster, but the, the secondary guy that they first meet. And that actor's seven feet tall. Um, so... So for for everybody else, uh, this this Mad Sweeney character, he's basically a quote unquote leprechaun, uh, as far as popular American culture sees it. But it's hilarious because the guy who plays him is six and a half feet tall. So yeah, and just his character would be giant like guy who likes to fight and throw gold coins everywhere. Yeah, my so sounds like my uh, type of friend. Yeah, to, to put it in context for our our, relative, our our five regular listeners and probably one who may not have seen the show, it would be me without a Masonic dues card who actually has money, and then you put a a eighteen wheeler uh, truck battery tied directly to my testicles. <laughs> um, so that would be Mad Sweeney. Uh, but the, no, the character was brilliant. The the I I I thought I knew who he was, and I, like I said, I was close. But Pablo Schreiber is a brilliant actor. If you haven't seen 13 Hours, do it. And there was, uh, by the way, there was a long time between seasons one and two of that show. It was at least a year and a half. Uh, and, you know, the episode that really explains who he is is in the second season. At the very oh. end. Right. Almost, so anybody who did. Right, right, right. So anybody who didn't read the book, like, kind of just had this idea that he's, I guess, kind of like a leprechaun, maybe. I don't really know. And you don't really know anything about him. Anyway, I don't know. Read the book. And hopefully one day I'll have time to do that. But I will admittedly say, I, I've watched both seasons, and I will say this. I still don't like the girlfriend. Ugh. And I still don't like Bill Quist. Spoilers. No, <laughs> not really, because no. I'm a prick. I don't, look, Dude, you're going to hate the girlfriend from, from page one. Yeah, I, she, she's not redeemable like so. at any point in the story. The, the girlfriend's cool, and her her place in the story is awesome. Yeah, she's like edgy. I wouldn't no. say she's cool. She's all right, but I still hate her. Yeah, but admittedly, the other guy I like, other than Mad Sweeney, which is the guy who's the complete polar opposite, is uh, Mr. Ibis. Mm, Tony, yeah. can you push a button on your headset there? Jeez, I'm starting to get hungry. McDonald's fry, or or you can, or you can just eat that. He that's pulled cool. his mask down and did nothing else. You're backing up, Tony. Oh God, don't hit the building. Oh, oh, the humanity. Oh, jeez, he doesn't even care. He's like, y'all know how. Right, many- go, go on with your show. I'm just when you're on a long drive. I, I'm actually doing this to kill time. So anyway, so the show so, or McDonald's. Wait. See, I was going to say driving or the show because I've got a. I'm, I'm on this long drive. Hey, next week I get to drive. No, not next week. Week after next, I get to drive to somewhere in Minnesota. How come Dude. you can't do pantless Zoom meetings like everybody else? 
and civilized. Tony, society. you've been in. Why do you have to physically show, be everywhere? Bruce, I gotta chew, I gotta chew Santa's ass for a second. Okay. I since I've been on the show, Tony's been in my state at least three times, and I've yet to see him up here. That's why I'm, I'm not, telling you, I'm gonna next week after next, I'm gonna be up there. And, and and there's some kind of beer I'm supposed to pick up for a buddy of mine. I don't remember the name of it. I have to text him. It's You're gonna be shells. in John City. It's probably shells. Listen, I'm I I've got like mop gear four in my basement because I'm paranoid. Uh-huh. We'll get together and sip beers through gas masks. I mean, I... that sounds sounds awesome. You just replace you, the canister you, with a with a beer bong tube, and you need to do that <laughs> for the show. How far, how far are you away from Minneapolis? From the airport. On the other side of the bridge. There's a bridge between the two cities. He's on the other side. Well, there used to be a bridge. Wait. Can I spend the the night with you? Because what I'm going to do, I'm going to fly in, drive up to uh, St. Cloud, and then I'll come back, and then the next day I'll catch an airplane. But I need a place to crash that night. And so I could come and spend the night with you. They're just I, like old Bob and Tom uh, guy that would call in. Hey, we just flew in. You know that guy. Admittedly, as much as I like to play outside spoon, I don't know if that'd go well in my house. And I have an eight-year-old who will wake you up at four o'clock in the morning. He got. He's got to get up to pee anyway. He'll be up. <laughs> <laughs> So, Tony, I'll have you know I do not get up to pee. I just wet the bed. What? There it is. Well, okay. Well, it depends. So, so you'd be the second person in the house outside of my kid who's too lazy to get up to pee and just piddles. So, I'm ten minutes from the airport, and if you're in trouble up in uh, St. Cloud, I know the police chief. Okay. There you go. Hey, uh, Bruce Howard's Howard's back in the in the chat now. Woohoo! Uh, Howard, shout out while you're here. Uh, so, I'm going to the so camera because of you. So, how, so, so Howard you had nothing else to do. <laughs> Poor Howard. Right. It took like 20 minutes to rejoin. Says Howard Tom. was actually looking for midget porn somewhere or another. <laughs> he was actually looking for midget porn in somewhere or another. He came up on the after lodge. Yeah. Twice <laughs> now. There's some complexities in the indexing algorithm. It's a bunch Check of sophisticated out their auto filters. There's something IT wrong with our tags, Harlan. Yeah, there's there's no reason that that should happen completely by accident. <laughs> what were you searching Google for? <laughs> it's not like that. It was it was for academic purposes. Yeah. But we do get more hits that way. Yes. <laughs> I'll take what I can get. Yeah. This is, uh, it's 2020. We don't actually care about substance anymore, Tony. It's, it's all about the, the likes and the, the, the re, the retox and whatnot. Re, what? Like a re, but on TikTok, isn't that what you call that? Retalk. Yep. I've never been on TikTok. I'll watch the compilations on YouTube as far as it goes. I, I, I have a cousin who's a retalk. We're not supposed to say that word anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I uh, I, did, I did forget that. Jason reminded us of that like four years ago. Um, yeah, speaking of retalks, that was Jason. <laughs> right. He's fine. I saw him Sunday. He's the same. Well, Mountain's a little. Uh, 
we're having a little uh, Halloween get together. He he's uh, he's spent a lot of money on this uh, kind of drive-in thing he's putting together. Basically, it's an outside uh, projector, and then he's got like a little projectionist booth set up with a hot dogs and a hot dog. Oh, warmer, dude, that's awesome. Nacho cheese warmer, and he's got this whole spread set out. Uh, anyway, he's doing a Halloween movie, and I think Kim and I are going to go up there. But he's good. Has he been uh, quarantining pretty hard with all of his issues with asthma and all that? I mean, he's a milkman like I am, so not really. I didn't know. Maybe outside of work. If if he he didn't have get his dick in such a knot, the fact that I'm former, you know, flatfoot, you know, I'd just fly down there and surprise him. But he'd probably shoot me. Well, okay, so. Normally, uh, we do a Columbus Day marathon show for the other podcast, the Mailman one, uh, and we didn't do it this year mainly because of COVID. So that would have been uh, a nice surprise. Well, admittedly, at this point, I'm, pl- I'm if the plague has subsided a little bit, I I hope to make the President's Day weekend a annual thing at a minimum. I was hoping to come down in the summer and ride down there, but you know, between COVID. And like liquor, that didn't happen. President's Day will definitely be a bike ride, so do that. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, let me let me put a ski on the front wheel, and then I come down. It might work. Don't, doesn't everybody have to own a snowmobile? Yeah, well, you know, snowmobiles are great until you know there's no snow. I've mm. been there, and the only time I've been there, admittedly, I brought the snow with me. Wait a minute. Does a does a snowmobile not work on regular ground on 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 oh, concrete or asphalt? It, it can for a little bit. And then it gets hot. I've I've, I've never yeah. driven one. I don't know. We don't we don't get enough snow to uh, it, it, snowmobiles around here. Imagine Wiley Coyote skiing in Arizona. Sounds amazing. Yeah, well, if it worked and the physics were your friend, they would. However, a snowmobile requires mm, snow um, or a minimum ice. Like, like when I say ice, I mean like northern ice, not what you guys think is ice, because I've seen that and it makes me <laughs> giggle. Uh, Tony, um, is this snow hey, where you're at right now? I once. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Tony can't even. I can literally see snowflakes outside Tony's window. <laughs> I can't do the green screen, Tony, because you'd be in trouble. Yeah, no, uh, Bruce. We already had we had a, a four inch snowfall last week already, and there's like still snow on my car because I don't go anywhere. Um, but yeah, we already have some snow in Minnesota. Wow. Yeah, but it's it's Minnesota. That stuff starts in like August. And then you guys are just buried in it until June. Right, which I, I understand, but I don't like you pointing out because I'm an avid motorcycle rider who lives in Minnesota. But isn't like the weather oh, like really too. nice during God. the summer? I got a nice I got like a nice miles. house down down here in western Pennsylvania, John. I'll uh I'll I'll give you a good deal on it. Well, admittedly I decided to buy property in a different state, but where'd I buy it? <laughs> Wisconsin. Where the hell is Tony? I mean, while you're throwing money away, um, yeah, well, I'll contribute to political campaigns because yeah, you know, fuck it. Well, just you know, what in the world? Gently used 1970s estate down here. Um, you know, 
I close to a nature that. preserve. Harland and and all company. Oh, I've been down there. <laughs> Why is it home? I love. Her. It's not snowing. No, it's not. Sorry. I love that projector though. So I'd like to point out that it's that somehow Tony has driven his car all the way back to Studio Fifty Four. <laughs> I want. I wanted to get one of those projectors, but my wife told me that it would be too scary for the kid. No, we got two of them. The kids come around crazy, like crazy when it's not, you know, uh, plague season. Yeah. Uh, apparently, we're still doing trick or treating around these parts. And 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 Harlan, I get to your point. I I really because I've been down there twice. I really like the area. It's absolutely gorgeous. But then, you know, you have your house that's infested by things other than people, which, you know, there's that demons. problem. Demons. Yeah, it's, no, no, I'm, I'm a seminarian. I can deal with demons. Spiders, no. I mean, I can, you know. They're specialists for that, though. You call them, and they keep the problem under control. But I'm Irish. I keep my money. I don't like to spend it. I'll walk around with a hammer drunk. It's what I do. That's the wrong denomination of people. You know it. I know it. <laughs> Well, I mean, there is that argument to be had, but however, we'll we'll save that for the when, I, when my brother's on the show with us, who's the near atheist, and then who's worse than I am, and it'll be even more hilarious. Um, but so, do you guys have venomous snakes in your neck of the weeds? Because I know we oh, had yeah. a conversation before. No, yes, so, we do. So hold on. Technically, there's yeah. one, you. There's three in this area. They can like, be fat, not where we are unless you're like total? really looking hard in just the right places. You got to go. There's really oh, only right. one, and it's it's in the water. Just just say yeah. so. no. You go a good deal south of here to find to find real venomous snakes. You, you got to get down uh, down closer to the border a little bit. Or oh, that other state that's That's the one I'm talking about, Scott. Yeah. I thought that was a the what you're talking about the water moccasin. That's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Copperheads and water moccasins are the same? Yeah, yes. Garrett, I yes. called you out. Hold on. Oh, wait, whoa, whoa. Wait. You got No, no, wait. You guys have cottonmouth? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not moving down there. Nope. But not not it's, here, not here in nope. this part. It's a big state, man. The, the, the so the the climate shifts a lot between the north and south ends of the state, and so does the wildlife population. It's yeah. So it does in Minnesota too, because I don't have moose in my backyard. But if I drive two hours north, I got moose. Right. So it's there's there's not there's been reports that somebody every now and again finds find some kind of, of rattlesnake but well, it's we just have, not a thing here you got to get down south we have those i mean admittedly in minnesota we've got rattlesnake in the very southern part of the state in the mississippi river valley there's rattlesnake in the blood. god you've got the worst of everything as cold as it is there you would think at least you wouldn't have fuck snakes guys no. copperheads and cottonmouths are are different Here's I know why. I, I've, I, I quantified what I said in, in chat here's Bruce here's the oh. problem is since they we moved on, they survive the cold and they come out in spring. Oh, I and just then you know what happens? They're extra really pissed. But but the, they don't get trampled by the moose. <laughs> totally different parts of the state. It's <sighs> listen. I might as well be in Australia. Man. You, we have more moose trying to kill you. 
we have far more antler animals than we do rattlesnakes. Yeah, because it's frozen most of the yeah. year. Look, dude, I, I'll be telling you right now, knock on wood, I've lived in this neck of the woods my entire life, and I have never seen one in the city. I've right. never seen I've, I've never, never seen, seen one in a lake. Like and I do a lot of I do a lot of well I, I did before, you know, now. I do a lot of backpacking and camping. It's it's like my right, thing. Right. I've been in a lot I, of rural I've areas of this thing. I've, I've never seen one of the venomous snakes we have. Yeah. Seen tons of snakes, never one that you're worried about though. Oh well, yeah. Because like, like I know you guys have a lot of the uh racers, but I don't remember which particular variant. I know you guys have bull snakes, which is fine. They just act like rattlesnakes, but they're not. And you got the ring snake and those kinds of things. And we've got like same thing up here. We've got bull snakes. We've got gardener snakes. We got, with the exception of like that, like the rocky parts of the Mississippi River Valley, in the very very southern part of the state, we don't have anything like that. However, like I said, I thought about buying property there, but you guys have, like, you know fiddlebacks and other bugs the size of my hand and i don't particularly like you there's not many bugs the size of your hand down here you you live in a state with mountain lions why are you worried about our wildlife here's why here's why and moose i i will explain this exactly and i explained this i had to explain this to the guys in in basic training because like i saw a bull ant and i freaked out and i saw a fiddleback and i freaked out and i saw a cockroach the size of my thumb, and I lost my shit. And when I went to basic training, and this was like, you know, when we used musket weapons, <laughs> the, the guys in my unit were like, why do these bugs freak you out? And I'm like, listen, I come from Minnesota. They're like, yeah. I'm like, okay. So the largest bug in there is probably a water bug, maybe the size of my thumb. You'll see about three of them in your life. Other than that, it's stuff the size of my thumbnail. Everything else that can kill you, you know, like all these other small bugs, it's a bear, it's a moose, it's a wolf. You're like, yeah. Here's the thing. I can see a moose from three blocks away. I can see a bear from at least two right. blocks away. Right, right, right. I can see wolves from a long time away because they make a lot of noise. There you can't see them. There isn't going to be a moose that suddenly sneaks up and bites me in the ass when I put my underwear nope. on. But the damn cougar will. That's <laughs> you see it, it's too late. It's too late. When you see it, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, but cougars can't sleep in my sneakers. You just oh. check them out. You bang them together no. real good. They, they wait on the roof of your porch to pounce on you when you get the mail. Well, it's like I, I, I giggle because like with the AJC, one of our bishops is in uh, New South Wales. And we have a bunch of membership down there. And I've seen so many videos down there of, you know, why you flush your toilet before you use it in, in Australia. Toilet and snakes. You flush the toilet and there's a spider running this big. Yeah. Well, everything's trying to kill you in Australia. I mean, that's yeah, why it was a penal colony. We've discussed you know? that theme on the show lots of times. Penal oh, yeah. colony. Even the house plants are trying to kill you there. That's, that's true. Oh, well, no. I, admittedly, I think there's the one plant in Florida that wants to kill you more than the house plants in Australia. And speaking of Australian or Australian listeners, keep listening. <laughs> oh, now we found the cover photo for, for this week's episode. Oh, swell. 
Uh, you, you guys, although it's, uh, I, I would say delete that in case I run for public office, but no, certainly keep that just in case I run for public office because, well, let's be honest. Yeah. You know who your base is. Yeah. And my base is the base. Uh, well, you know, it's, uh, you're rolling like the, like that Jesus of Nazareth guy, right? Hanging out with, uh, with us types. And by us, I, I mean the low lives. Not the Jews. Okay, or that, Blackjack. or that. I was, Thanks, I was man. trying to do a different metaphor, John. You had to, <laughs> you had to go all fundamentalist on Yeah, me. but coming from anybody else, I wouldn't have picked that particular one. But coming from you, I mean, I, I, I gotta. Wait, I'm a man of many hats. Listen, for for as as a seminarian, I would like to say that if you want to emulate Jesus, you hang out with gamblers, hookers, and people that are questionable moral turpitude right so like bruce well i mean to be fair he <laughs> is a federal employee so he might fit two or three out of the three yeah the tax collectors <laughs> he's quite literally a, a tax collector You're not wrong in the dictionary <laughs> definition of the term yeah eh, eh. he takes my tax money and carries it to the man he just delivers it I take the tax money that you give willingly. The tax collector is the one who comes around. Willingly, hell, don't pay taxes. No, no. no. How is that willingly? Willingly Because you write a check. Yeah, at the point of a gun? No, that's not me. No. You think think I write taxes? Because the guy with the gun is going to come along if you don't. Right. So how's that voluntarily? That's the other guy. Here's the new name for the here's the new name for the podcast. Two semi libertarians beat the shit out of a milk, milk delivery del- driver. <laughs> like, what, what, I'm I'm still reeling from the you you write that check voluntarily thing. I'm wow, <laughs> got it. Uh, I think we might just have to end there. I I, I think <laughs> you broke me. I don't and, and to quote Top Gear and on that bombshell. I don't know where to go after this. <laughs> I, I I don't know who to vote for anymore. Harlan, Harlan, neither does anybody else that's relatively sane. So I mean, Joe Jorgensen, friend. Joe Jorgensen. <laughs> Kanye, Jesus. No. Plus, I don't think Kanye's on the ballot in John State. No. <laughs> no, we required at least a, a high school education. No. Yeah. What? So. Uh, Joe Jorgensen, it's on the ballot in all 50 states, and I'm going to use my uh, my very low-height bully pulpit to, uh, to do that because Citizens United said I could. This was not coordinated or or pushed by her campaign in any way. This is me and my free speech. Yeah, sorry. I had to. There is a third option. Go vote for who you want, but just There's several options. Vote for who you think does the job best. It's Which is not ours. Yes, you can do that. There's a Green Party guy too, uh, Howie, whatever the hell his name is, Mandel. Like, like vote for that guy, or or for Joe, or for Kanye, or for just whoever vote. else is running in your state. Just Dear vote. God, just vote. Sleep better at night. Do not sit out. Do not be a passive uh, participant in, in the Democratic. Pro- if you don't vote, I don't want to hear any 
Well, don't be one of those wacky ends of my own party who, like, voting is force, and if you vote, you're part of the problem. Yeah, the problem is if you think that, you're, you yeah. need psychiatric care. Well, that there's a there's a growing contingent of those types who, like, yeah. yell at and, the rest and, of us. And my misgivings with the uh, electoral college aside, get out there and make your voice heard one way or the other. Vote. Just make it. The, 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 the person that sits in the top spot needs to be at least have a majority vote. Or it needs to be somebody who has heard the votes and understands where the populace is. You're from a state like yours and you have issues with the Electoral College? It was It was built for you. Well, to be fair, yes, I, 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 I am. And everybody else who's not New York, California, Florida, and Texas. And admittedly, my, my, one of my rules of thumb when it comes to any sort of government office is you don't vote for anybody from California, New York, or Illinois, in my standpoint. Um, no offense to those states. However. Oh, I meant it. Yeah, no, I kind of did too. <laughs> what episode is this? And, and and I appreciate Texas because they can technically leave the union at any given time. Well, Texas is turning purple. And to be fair, if you guys do that, you have my full support to do so. Just take Cali with you. No, no, no. We got to sell Cali back to Spain. That's just. It'll be great for everybody. I'm against uh, buybacks of any kind. I don't know. I, I, you know, yeah, no, I sold a shit car once or twice in my life. No, yeah, no buybacks. (laughs) (laughs) As a guy who sold a busted-ass Porsche back in March for what I paid for it, yeah, yeah. Found a flaw in this treaty with Spain. Uh, We're going to need you guys to go ahead and Take this back. <laughs> I think just split it up into three different states. Well, I mean, it basically is three different states, really. That I think that's that's what's fun is when you talk to brothers from California. They they're always quick to point that out. Like, like hold on. <laughs> no, it it is definitely three separate. Admittedly, Minnesota's two separate states because you have the South and the North, and we're we're different. We'll get along, but we'll be very passive aggressive with each other. We'll, we'll we'll still kind of work some stuff out. Kelly, that's a different bag of jacks. Yeah, aren't they? Is that where uh, the the state of Franklin people are? The there's that group, and I don't I don't actually know what state they're in. I just read about them once. They've been trying for. A hundred years now to like have their own state. Well, there's there so that that's Is that California. California, there's been a, a a motion to like splice that into three, four, or five states for quite some time. And that, yeah, but you can't it. have that because the number of electors they have in the presidential electoral college is huge. And as soon as you split that state up, the Democrats lose a massive chunk of their guaranteed electoral votes. Which I mean. I, th- I think every party should move, should lose uh, any 
guaranteed electoral votes. Well, there. yeah, but I mean, being where I'm from, that's just you know we nobody cares. Well, I mean, I've been where you're from, and thankfully, you guys have you know proved to me that I I shouldn't lose all hope. Uh, when it comes to our electors, you you probably should. It's well, one way that's ever going to work. Although it's not party based, clearly. I mean, it was uh, Bill Clinton had us in the bag. So, well, you and like five other mid twenties girls, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's basically whichever candidate wins over the uh, coal miners he, here in these he was, Pennsylvania mountains. He was my commander in chief. I get to make fun of him. I stood five feet from him once. <clears throat> Show us where he touched you, John. Oh no, that was happy time. Oh, he's very persuasive like that. Yeah, admittedly, the like, I I've been I've literally been two feet from the guy when I was going through uh, my training in uh, Fort Jack, hmm? and yeah, he could talk to you in a way that like you were his guy, and he moved to the next guy, and you were just like it was. I would imagine this is what heroin addicts went through. It was like, no, Bill, come back. So I mean, hmm, it's the it's the lizard pheromones thing. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right, fellas. Now that we've completely devolved, (laughs) do we have anything anything left? Turn into a lizard myself. Well, that's because you've been uh, hitting that uh, hitting that good bottle there that we can't see on the camera. No, that's because he's a federal employee. Now that too, it it does start to show up on your skin and then kind of crawls. Yeah. I wonder Hopefully, why. Hopefully, uh, you make it to your pension. Like... Hopefully, you make it to your pension before it gets to your brain. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. I guess uh, we'll put an end to episode two hundred fifty-five point five, since now I get to splice two of these together. Oh, that's what happened to the uh, episode two hundred forty-nine. Yeah, what the hell happened? It's going in the can because that's the one where the the YouTube stream wasn't working. So we started streaming to Twitch. Mm. Oh, yeah. We had to like. And then we switched to YouTube. So I've got the YouTube feed, but we can't get the Twitch stuff. The Twitch goes away after a while. It goes away. And then I thought, well, maybe we could just save it and I could do an intro piece about what happened because it was only like 20 minutes. But the rest of the show is just incoherent without the first twenty minutes. So I'm, I'm, just... I'm seriously going to start a nonprofit just so we can fund like a, a marginally solid stream to do the show. Well, yeah, uh... for a dollar a day, you might be able to feed half a child in Africa. <laughs> but you know, fuck it. we can do a We can keep podcast. this podcast running. Give yeah. Me money. I need to get our, our Jitsi server up and get the OBS thing so we can stream to multiple places. It's been on the to-do list forever. Uh, apparently, Jitsi's new post-pandemic one-hour streaming limit, uh, I guess, is going to be the straw that makes me do that, finally. So, uh, Yay, yeah. Yay, we'll, motivation, yay. We'll be here on the same, uh, same YouTube channel, just uh, with some different software behind us, eventually. Uh, it's one of those tasks. That's, I don't even think it's that complex. I just have to block out time and do it. Kind of like posting shows. It's, it's not particularly complex. It's just taking those hours from somewhere, putting them somewhere else. 
So by the time your kid's bar mitzvah is going on, we'll have adjusted our podcast. Right. It's true. That's true. Wow. Oh, gosh. That's. that's uh, Don't calculate years. it out. That'll give me an excuse to wait longer. I got nine years. I'm good. Get out of the pot. I've got nine years, though. Windows 11 will be out by then. <laughs> oh my god the cs6 is amazing yeah uh we might finally have uh you know satellite broadband that doesn't suck i don't know why i'm delaying or, fellas or this is... one that's in congress nah <laughs> never happen. you can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com don't Find us on Facebook yourself. or Twitter at After Lodge. Shoot us an email at afterlodge@gmail.com. Hang out with me on IRC at irc.snoonet.org. And uh, hang out with me on Facebook because I'm the only guy who mans that bloody outpost. Or he's there, never going back, never going back. Bless your heart, boy. We'll we'll see you next <laughs> week, brothers. Later, y'all. Take care. Have a good week. <laughs>